In this presentation, we will discuss prohibited transactions with relation to traditional IRAs. This information can be found in publication 590A. Generally, a prohibited transaction is any improper use of your traditional IRA account or annuity by you, your beneficiary, or any disqualified person. Disqualified person includes your uh, fiduciary and members of your family, spouse, ancestor, a lineal descendant, and any uh, spouse of a lineal descendant. The following are some examples of prohibited transactions with a traditional IRA. Borrowing money from it. So notice that's going to be one of the type of ways you might think of, well, I can't pull the money out. Why don't I just borrow money and uh, borrow money from it? It's just a loan. It's a borrowing money. Well, typically uh, you can't do that generally. Uh, selling property to it. So the selling property to it, using it as a security for a loan. So the next thing you might say, well, if I can't take the money out and borrow from the money, like I'm going to pay it back, you know, as a loan. Well, what if I use the what if I use my IRA account as a collateral, a security on a loan? In other words, I go to the bank, they won't give me a loan, and I say, "Hey, I got this IRA. If you know, if I don't pay it back, you can take the IRA kind of thing." Well, you're not you can't typically do that because again, the the whole purpose of this, if you think about it, with the with the IRS here, the IRS is saying you're supposed to be putting money into the IRA and saving for retirement, meaning you can't take it out. That's why you get penalized when you take it out. So, I mean, if you borrow, if you put money into the IRA and then you put money in and then you borrow money back out and say, don't worry, I'm going to put money back into the IRA. Well, that's the whole point. The IRS, is, the IRS says people don't put money into the IRA. People don't save for retirement. The whole point of putting it into the retirement account is that you don't take it back out. So if you take it back out, that's like worse because now you, now you, you don't have the money and not only do you owe it back, but you owe probably interest on it basically. So you can't you can't really do that. You could see why the IRS would say, well, that doesn't you can't really do that. And then if you go to the to the using the security on the loan, it's the same kind of thing. If you go to the bank and say, give me a loan uh, and, and it's a risky loan. But the only way you can secure the loan is if if the if they go and take the IRA as collateral. Well, then that's kind of a, a similar situation. Now we took money out that we don't have and we put the retirement account, which we're supposed to be having there to save for retirement as collateral on a risky loan that we couldn't get unless we put the retirement account on. So the IRS is saying, well, you can't, you know, you can't, that kind of defeats the purpose of the retirement account. I can't really do that. Buying property for personal use, uh, present or future with IRA funds. And clearly that's, you know, a problem, right? <laughs> you you're just, the, the point of putting it into the IRA is that you're putting it in for future consumption, not for the personal use now. So if you're buying property, you know, for personal use now with the funds that you're supposed to be putting into an IRA that's supposed to be accumulating upwards to be saving so that you can spend them at the point in time of retirement. Once again, the IRS may say, hey, that kind of defeats the purpose of the whole beneficial thing of the IRA. And so you can see why they would be, uh, you know, items that uh, are restricted or can't be done or, or, or are going to cause problems. Caution. If your IRA is invested in a non-publicly traded assets or assets that you directly control, the risk of engaging in a prohibited transaction in connection with your account may be increased. A fiduciary. For these purposes, a fiduciary includes anyone who does, does any of the following. Exercises, exercises any discretionary authority or discretionary control in managing your IRA or exercises any authority or control in managing or disposing of its assets. 
provides investments, investment advice to your IRA for a fee or has any authority or responsibility to do so, has any discretionary authority or discretionary responsibility uh, in administering your IRA. Effect on the IRA account. Generally, if you or your beneficiary engages in prohibited transaction in connection with your traditional IRA account at any time during the year, the account stops being an IRA as of the first day of that year. So then you basically you, you lose the benefit of it being an IRA in that year, and that's not good. Uh, effect on you or your beneficiary. If your account stops being an IRA because you or your beneficiary engaged in a prohibited transaction, the account is treated as distributing all its assets to you at their fair market value on uh, the first day of the year. So that's not that's what you're trying to avoid. That's the point. That's all these transactions that are prohibited are, are basically trying to take the money out of the IRA without calling it a distribution so that we don't have to pay taxes on it or be penalized with a 10% penalty. And, and so the IRS would say, well, if you abuse the IRA, IRA disappears, the umbrella disappears, all the stuff you didn't pay taxes on is now going to drop out and basically you pay taxes on it and possibly uh, penalties with relation to it as to back to the text. If the total of these values is more than your basis in uh, the IRA, you will have a taxable gain that is included in your income. So obviously, you know, it depends on the type of investments that are in there. If they're in stocks, there's going to be a cost basis. It's quite possible we put money into an IRA account that's under the umbrella of an IRA and we don't make any money on it. Well, then, I mean, you know, it could be possible that there that there's not a gain. But the increases in it, then, of course, we'll have gains and we'll typically have to pay taxes. Back to the text. For information on figuring your gain and reporting it in income, see our distributions taxable in publication 590B. So, in essence, you don't want this to happen. In other words, just, you know, <laughs> it's best not to have that happen. And then you don't have to figure out what would happen if the IRA basically disappeared. You don't, you don't do the prohibited transactions. But if it did, then you'd go to publication 590B. Because that would, in essence, be a situation where we have, in essence, a distribution. And we're concentrating here on mainly the contribution portion, although we have to see the big picture uh, in order to fully understand the information. But uh, publication 590B concentrates on the distributions back to the text. The distribution may be subject to an additional tax or penalties. Borrowing on an annuity contract. If you borrow money against your traditional IRA annuity contract, you must include in your gross income the fair market value of the annuity contract as of the first day of your tax year. You may have to pay a 10% additional tax on early distribution uh, discussed in publication 590. So in essence, you can't really do that. So if, you, if you've got, I mean, if you're borrowing money from a, a con the annuity contract that you basically set up for retirement, uh, you may be subject to uh, penalties on it as if it was a distribution. So you can see there might be situations where you need to do that and you got to do what you got to do, but you might be subject for the 10% penalty in that case. So if that's an unusual circumstance, you want to stay away from it if at all possible. If you have to do it, take a look at publication 590B for more details, irs.gov, type in pub publication 590B. Pledging an account as security. If you use a part of your traditional IRA account as security for a loan, that part is treated as a, a distribution and is included in your gross income. 
you may have to pay 10% additional tax on early distributions discussed in publication 590B. So this is, a, this is one of those situations that's a little bit more nuanced, right? We got an IRA, we've got an IRA and we're saying, hey, I'm not going to be pulling money out of the IRA. I'm not taking money out. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching the money out. What I'm doing is I'm going to go to the bank over here because I want money and I want a loan and they won't give it to me unless I put something down as collateral. And all I have is this IRA that I'm willing to put down as collateral. Well, if you do that, then again, you're kind of putting the, the loan is supporting the, the IRA supporting the loan. The IRS doesn't like that. So if you put the loan, uh, if you pledge the loan, then uh, as security, then you may be subject once again to the 10% penalty for the portion of the account subject. So you want to, again, probably stay away from that if at all possible. If you got to do it, you got to do what you got to do. But don't think that you know you, that just because it's uh, that set up in that format that you, you're not going to have any problems with regard to uh, distributions from the IRA. Back to the text: trust account set up by an employer or an employee association. Your account or annuity doesn't lose its IRA treatment if your employer or the employee association with whom you have your traditional IRA engages in a prohibited transaction. Owner participation. If you participate in the prohibited transaction with your employer or the association, your account is no longer treated as an IRA. So it really comes down to, of course, most of the law comes down to the intention. So if, if your employer does something that you had no uh, action on, then uh, that's not right. Then and you weren't aware of that and you weren't associated with that, then you would think, well, that's not really your fault and therefore you shouldn't be penalized. But if you're a participant in it, then you have the same kind of situation where you could lose the status. And then uh, if you lose the status of an IRA, then of course it all becomes possibly income to you at that point in time and possibly subject to penalties. So you don't want that to happen. Taxes on prohibited transactions. If someone other than you, the owner or beneficiary of a traditional IRA engages in a prohibited transaction, that person may be liable for certain taxes. In general, there is a 15% tax on the amount of the prohibited transaction and a 100% additional tax if the transaction isn't corrected. So you better fix it. Otherwise, there's, 100% is kind of a lot. So loss of IRA status. If the traditional IRA ceases to be an IRA because of a prohibited transaction by you or your beneficiary, you or your beneficiary aren't liable for these excess taxes. However, you or your beneficiary may have to pay other taxes as discussed under effect on you or your beneficiary earlier.